Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. You can't ask for better new product lines than that. And also, great pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Great time to buy. You can just tell by car sales across the country, including here. There are deals to be had, and people are loving it. All right. Uh, Matt today is covering the vice president. Um, Mark says he'll only cover the president, so he's stayed. <laughs> well. I am here. Yes, you are. Neil Kulong will be on the show today, by the way. So we'll have that for you. The uh, story of the day deals with a presidential phone call and a tweet. Yes, that seems to happen a lot over the last uh, three and a half to four years, correct? But this one involves Big Ten football. Yesterday, President Trump and Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren did have a phone conversation. And that then led to the president putting out a tweet and in the tweet this is what he put out and he put out the tweet this morning at 11:18 before he went to Kenosha Wisconsin had a very productive conversation with Kevin Warren commissioner of the Big 10 conference about immediately starting up Big 10 football would be good and then in parentheses great for everyone players fans country on the 1 yard line that's the tweet he put out There are, obviously, when the Big Ten presidents voted or gave their opinion as to what to do about the season, I'm sure somewhere in here the the subject of testing comes up. Now, the president was at Joint Base Andrews today. And he called the call with Kevin Warren, quote, very productive. He said, quote, I think it was very productive about getting the Big Ten playing again and immediately. Let's see what happens. He's a great guy. It's a great conference. Tremendous teams. We're pushing very hard. I think they want to play, and the fans want to see it. And the players have a lot at stake, including possibly playing in the NFL. You have a lot of great players in that conference. We had a very good conversation, very productive, and maybe we'll be very nicely surprised. They had it closed up, and I think they'd like to see it open, along with a lot of other uh, football that's being played right now. 
So that's what he said when he talked to the media in one of those informal get-togethers with a lot of plane noise and helicopters in the background like he usually is. Um, so that is where it is. Now, sources told ESPN that several plans are being considered by the Big Ten to return to competition by their task force, with the potential earliest being the start of late November or early January, or possibly later next spring. Boy, that last one, that that bothers me a little bit. Later in the spring. To me, that then, uh, you know what my point has been the entire time about this. If you're going to do it, make sure that 2021 is a normal 12-game season starting on time. Later in the spring doesn't line up with that, but that's me. Big Ten source told ESPN, nothing has changed, nothing. We have to get all the medical questions answered before we can even bring back a plan to the presidents for approval. There is no formal plan to return that's been presented yet. Big Ten athletic directors and coaches would like to play as soon as possible, the source said. University presidents need to be assured the league can mitigate their concerns about the unknown impact of COVID-19 on myocarditis, and there needs to be a conference-wide testing protocol that assures equal accessibility and viability with each campus. I believe, though, that that last part was a part of the president's conversation with Kevin Warren, and that's about the Abbott test, that the White House has purchased 150 million of these. Okay, not 150,000, 150 million of these. They allegedly have a reliability rate of 85 to 92%. Okay, which then brings the next step. Okay, reliability is what you're looking for. That's one. So if it's 85 to 92, it's a pretty good number. Next, uh, how quick is it? Well, 15 minutes. And then for the budget, how much does it cost? $5. So if you're testing three times a week, which is what the ACC, the Big 12, and the SEC are doing, that's $15 a player per week as opposed to triple digits. As for myocarditis, I've talked about this many times. There is a lot that contributes to myocarditis. You can, and there's about fewer than 200,000 cases a year. Uh, it has been portrayed as something that uh, you almost feel like it's portrayed as like COPD. That once you get, oh, that's it, you're done, you're done, it's, you've got it the rest of your life. And that's not true. Uh, there needs to be realistic conversations about this stuff, pro and con. Do I recognize that myocarditis? An inflammation of the heart muscle, a weakening of it, is a problem? Of course I do. But I've taken a lot of time to read about it. So I'm informed to talk on this show about it. So I've read what the Mayo Clinic says about it. I've read what Johns Hopkins has said about it. Taking the time to do it because it's important to not just sit here and be a goofball for two hours and just say stupid stuff uh, because you think it's good for the ratings. That's never been this show, and you know it. The only time we goof around is when we talk about the suit, and most of that's true anyway. All right, so, but <laughs> most of it is. Not all, but most. But when it comes to something like this, you want to make sure that you are as informed as possible. We've talked about what 
can lead to myocarditis. We've talked about COVID-19, absolutely. But so does the flu. Influenza A, B, common cold. Herpes. Hepatitis B, hepatitis C. Lyme disease. West Nile. All of that can lead to myocarditis. Okay? Usually... In three weeks, you have a pretty good read on where the patient's going. Sometimes in three weeks, it clears up proper treatment. Sometimes it can take as long as six months. Are there times where, like, you know, you're unfortunately this is becomes a lifelong problem? Sure, that happens. It does. But that's not in the majority of the cases. The majority of the cases, within a six-month time frame, it clears up many times after three weeks. Now, if there's any doctor out there that's listening that can add to it, or if I'm on the wrong track, please call. All right? 800-795-9565. Right? 800-795-9565. If I'm on the wrong track here or have misread something. But that's what it comes down to. You can throw out a big word like myocarditis, scare people with it, but then when you dive into it, yeah, I understand the concern completely, but these cases of myocarditis that have been cited within the Big Ten, how do we know what happened? Well, we know it happened because these student-athletes are being cared for and doctors are doing a good job of picking up on it. That's one of the keys to this. They're talking about how well can you find Well, the reason you're finding these is because they are good at finding it. And if they're good at finding it, guess what? You then can treat it, and then that person gets on a better path. That's what it comes down to. As for the testing part, that's important. And this is where that Abbott test comes in. That's the saliva test, so not taking a swab and putting it up somebody's nose and ramming it up almost to the, the brain cavity. You then would have a saliva test. And you can get the results in less than 15 minutes or less. And the cost fits in with any budget. You could, I mean, you could test somebody the morning of a game. Have the result back. Everything cool? Yeah. Now, when it comes to contact tracing, a little different ball game, but contact tracing becomes a little bit easier when you have a quick turnaround test that has a fairly high level of accuracy. 85 to 92 percent is fairly high level of accuracy. You can do more better contact tracing with that. All right, you've been surrounded by X, Y, and Z. We'll test them the next four days, make sure they're okay. You can do that. The Big Ten Conference and its return to competition task force on behalf of the Big Ten Council of Presidents and Chancellors are exhausting every resource to help student-athletes get back to playing sports they love at the appropriate time in the safest and healthiest way possible, according to a Big Ten statement. So that's where it is. That's where it stands. Now, we'll get whatever add-on to this Thursday night. 
the Penn State Coaches Show featuring James Franklin will air Thursday night. And the two guests on Thursday will be James Franklin, obviously, and Sandy Barber will be on the show. That will be Thursday night, 6.05. So that's what we have coming up for you. And that's where everything stands. As I said, when it comes to the Big Ten decision, the only part of the Big Ten decision I have been critical of was the timing of it. That's that's the only part I've been critical of is the timing. Like, why are you doing this now? But I've wanted to at least take the time to try and go through as many of these issues as possible so that you, the listener, are better informed as to what's going on. It's one thing to hear the word myocarditis go, oh, that sounds bad. Well, it does sound bad, and it can be bad. It can be. No getting around it. Well, so let's just see. I mean, there's a lot of stuff being thrown around. There's a lot of stuff being thrown around. You have late spring. You have January. You have Thanksgiving. And then today, two more dates were thrown out. October 21st and October 10th. And Dan Patrick, by the way, I think it was on his show today. I believe he mentioned October 10th. That's if the conference can pass, if conference can pass updated safety measures and procedures. That's from Dan Patrick. Don't look at me. I don't know. We'll get an update from now. Sandy Barber is a part of this committee has been working hard on this. And I have no answers on what they're doing. No answers on what they're doing. That's why you haven't heard me pretend that I know what's going on. Because as you know on this show, I don't. if I don't know something, I don't pretend I know it. I had somebody years ago, a guy named Ken Holderman. Ken Holderman actually broadcast Penn State football on the college station back in the late 1920s. That's how far back Ken went. Great guy. He said, he said what I've always liked is you've never, if you didn't know something, you always said it was okay you didn't know. Because guess what? When you do tell somebody to know something, then they know you know. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Boy, a lot of great new product lines that are fabulous. 
But Sunbury Motors has them all. Maybe you just like pre-owned inventory, or maybe that fits your budget. They have a great selection of pre-owned inventory. Fabulous. And not only that, but they also have great deals, interest rates, so forth, that make a big difference. Great time to buy. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. All right. So, Phillies won again last night. We'll have more about that. The... um, uh, one quick basketball note for you is that Kevin Freeman uh, is leaving the uh, Penn State basketball program, going to his alma mater, UConn, to be an assistant coach. Kevin, of course, a UConn grad. He was uh, a starter on the 1999 national championship team, UConn's first on the men's side. That one down in St. Petersburg beating Duke. In fact, Free was the Big East Tournament MVP that year. And Khalid Alamine, Rip Hamilton, Kevin Freeman, that terrific UConn team that beat uh, Trajan Langdon, Elton Brand, and Duke. And then Kev played overseas, and then he got into administration at UConn, but he wanted to be an assistant coach, and he came here for two years. He did, and of course, when you're seeing somebody that's really, really cutting their teeth in coaching, you're really interested to see, okay, let's see how they do. And I watched him, and he did a phenomenal job, especially with Mike Watkins and John Hara. Really helped out Lamar Stevens, too. Excellent communicator. Instant respect from the players. You can tell they listen to him and appreciate him. Really good recruiter. And just a great guy, great family. Uh, his family, it was a long period of time. It wasn't until recently they moved, but for most of the time when they were here, they lived on the st- same street as my daughter and her family. And great neighbors. Just, uh, I hope my path with Kevin Freeman crosses many times in the years to come because I just genuinely like him a lot. So he's going to go back to his alma mater. So that means Penn State does have an opening on its basketball staff. Uh, always thought this was a possibility because of the ties to UConn. Yeah, and I hope I'm not that I hope he does well. I I know he'll do well there because I just like Free a lot. Just like him a lot. So Penn State will have to now replace that. Uh, spot. Hey, when you're doing a good job at a place and getting production in a place, that's going to happen. People are going to, you know, you see that with football. They look at your assistant coaches and, well, there you go. Um, Now back to what is uh, out of nowhere, the 
story of the day. I didn't, you know, I did not expect a. I'm not surprised the president talked with Kevin Warren. I'm not surprised about that at all. Many tweeted about it today. Not surprised he tweeted about it because we all know what the pattern. I'm not trying to, as you know, I'm not a political animal here. But I'm smart enough to know that the president tweets a lot. All right. But it was interesting what, you know, what, you know, they might do with this. This is under the category, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe nothing comes of it. Maybe something comes of it. All I know is that it's been a day where suddenly there's been some smoke. Different rumors, things like that. You're always going to get rumors. I got it. Okay, 24-7 Sports put out this story. A little under a month ago. Here's the story. Okay, 24-7 Sports. It's written by Riley Gates. All right. Posted 12 minutes ago. So we're 12 minutes behind the curve. A little under a month ago, the Big Ten Conference announced a tough decision to postpone its fall football season. COVID-19 appeared to be too dangerous to play football in, according to the conference presidents, and thus the Big Ten elected to instead aim for a spring season. Not long after the decision... Looks like the league might be back to playing this fall. Okay, so just slow down. Just everybody, let's just go through this and at least read through it together. According to sports radio host Dan Patrick, heard, of course, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, the Big Ten is attempting to pass updated safety measures and procedures to allow football to be played. Patrick's report stated that they could get those safety measures passed. Excuse me, let me rephrase. Patrick's report stated that if they could get those safety measures passed, the league would aim to start the college football season on October 10th. All right. The report comes just a few hours after news broke regarding President Donald Trump and Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren having a conversation to possibly bring football back. The president has been pushing recently on social media to have the Big Ten play this year. After the news of their conversation broke, the Big Ten put out a statement in regard to the news. A White House representative reached out to Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren on Monday, August 31, 2020, to facilitate a phone call between President Donald J. Trump and Commissioner Warren. On Tuesday, September 1st, Commissioner Warren and the president... Actually, so the conversation was today. On Tuesday, September 1st, Commissioner Warren and the President had a productive conversation, which does, by the way, match up with what the President said. The Big Ten Conference and its return to competition task force on behalf of the Big Ten Council of Presidents are exhausting every resource to help student-athletes get back to playing sports they love at the appropriate time in the safest and healthiest way possible. Now, a member of that task force is Sandy Barber. And obviously, as you know, you know, I had, uh, I'm a person that has a lot of confidence in Sandy Barber. 
Now, the difference is, in a lot of ways, I know her better than the vast majority of you. I know her better than the vast majority of you, and I have tremendous confidence and respect for her. She said something on her call, and it's not the part you're thinking of. Because, again, sometimes I, I know in some ways I work differently than some people only because with more access, more whatever, you think differently. The part about her call that struck me right away was when she said, as athletic directors, we got right to it as to what the return to play plan would be. So they've been, you know, and that to me was the most important part of the call. The most important. Everyone's focused in on the vote and things like that. Look, that's fine. You can focus in on that stuff all you want. It does nothing. It's what you do next that means something. And to me, it was, okay, they're focused on doing it. What are the plans? Sandy Barber will be on Thursday night uh, on the show, and as will James Franklin on the Penn State Coaches Show. Just like the daily shows are airing, the Coaches Show is airing as well every Thursday night. And James will be a part of it on every Thursday night. How do I know this? I'm the person that has to execute it. And there are a lot of people that have been in, for years in favor of my execution. No, I'm just kidding. Mark? No laughing. Can't do it. Trying to be serious here. So they'll be on, and we'll get into some of this. Now, she will not probably be able to go through all of the options. Because there are certain elements that when you're in these brainstorming meetings, which that are then leading to more concrete proposals, throwing stuff out there becomes counterproductive. But we'll get into certain elements that they're looking into and why they're looking into it. We'll get into that part of it. Because it is not just, while football is a primary focus of this, there are other elements to it such as uh, (laughs) there are other elements to this such as what about women's soccer men's soccer women's volleyball field hockey cross country these fall sports are also affected by what is going on so this is more than just a football decision but football is the primary driver economically of what's going on here. So that is where things stand right now. It's still the same at the moment, but again, we'll talk to Sandy about this. Um, You know, obviously anybody in a position of leadership also is a position where people want to criticize uh, obviously, I have the privilege of of knowing her better, talking to her more often. Uh, that's why my personal uh, level of respect is high, so high for her, and and my confidence in her is very, very high. 
and that's only because I've had more opportunity to talk with her, more opportunity to get to know her, and that's allowed me to have to be able to form that kind of opinion of her. So let's just see how this plays out. As of right now, as of right now, the plan is still the same, not playing. That doesn't mean, you know, but they're still formulating another plan. So let's look at it. All right. Could you be, uh, we'll do this in three parts. No, let's, let's do it in four parts. My apologies, four parts. Could you be up and running? Let's take Dan Patrick's deal. Either October 10th or, as one put it, October 21st. Doesn't really matter to me one way or the other. All right. Could they be up and running? Yes. Remember, they've already done walkthroughs. They've already actually it started preseason, and now they're allowed to be into this 12-hour-a-week thing, although Penn State, I do not believe, has done the 12-hour. They're into the 12-hour-a-week, but they haven't gone to the practice field yet. But you could be up and running with a full training camp in, let's say, three and a half weeks. You could do it because you've already had this in the first two weeks of August, essentially for Penn State, it was up to August 10th. Everybody, you know, Penn State had a designated day off on the 11th. Other programs practiced on the 11th. So the first week and a half of August, the last part of July and the first week and a half of August, you were practicing. So it's now been three weeks since you did practice. Three weeks since you practiced. I'd say 24 days you could get it done because you already have that under your belt and you'd be doing strength and conditioning anyway. And you've come back to campus and you're back strengthening and conditioning again. So say the dart and the confidence level it lands on, as Dan Patrick says, October 10th. Okay. So you backtrack 24 that would mean you'd have to start your training camp on September the 16th. September the 16th, you could start training camp. Be two weeks. All right. Right there, there's 14. Then you get going into October. And in 24 days, you can get it done. I mean, it's September 16th, so you're talking about you could get into a full training camp two weeks from now. You'd still also have time if you wanted to get into a full training camp a week earlier than that if you wanted to add on to it. I'm just saying what 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 it would take to ramp up because the players have gone through strength and conditioning since the second week of June. So they're on track for that, and now they've had 10 walkthroughs, and Penn State's had four practices. So that's 14 of them. So they've had, they've got that under their belt, plus the strength and conditioning part. They've been going through constant testing. But I want you to remember that when the season was put to a halt on August the 11th, anybody who wasn't in class was allowed to go home and then come back. 
I think we're going to get some testing numbers tomorrow, so we'll, you know, uh, I we'll see about that because they were away from the protocols in some cases for 10 days, in some cases for a week. So let's just see. I mean, you may need to have a ramp ramp up time. I don't know. So can you do that? Yes. The next one is November 25th, which you've heard about a lot. Can that be done? It's obvious that it can. The key with November 25th, okay, pro and con. The con is, boy, that's late. You can't be in the college football playoff from a competitive point of view. The pro is you'd be starting your season a week after the students left and would be gone for the vast majority of whatever season you play. Because everything after November 20th on this campus is going to be virtual. All right? Starting in January, the fourth option, yeah, you can do that. But, you know, with dome stadiums earlier, the better, and so on and so forth. I do not like the spring spring. I don't like that option at all. Not crazy about that option. That may be the one you're forced to go with, but I don't like that option at all because, to me, the primary goal when this is all said and done is that you want to play, do enough, but don't do anything that then takes us away from the normalcy of a 2021 season starting on time. I think that still has to be a primary driver in this. That's why the late spring or or the spring spring, you know, start in March, end at the end of April. I, uh, that, uh, I don't want to take away from anything. I don't want to take away from anything. At all from the 2021 season starting on time. All right, back with more in a moment. You're on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, great to have you with us. Much more news today than we anticipated going in. The president did talk with Kevin Warren today, the Big Ten commissioner, before he made his trip to Kenosha, Wisconsin. And in it, both sides, both the Big Ten side and the president, described it as a productive phone call. Now, what that means, I don't know. Uh, I know there have been moments where the suit has talked about productive meetings. 
And the the people, the other people in the meeting just shook their heads and said, no, that didn't happen. I, but this time, both sides said it was productive. Now, what does that mean to starting a season? I don't know. Uh, to me, one of the elements that is a positive is that the White House did, per, did purchase $150 million of these rapid saliva Abbott tests. 150 million of them. It's a saliva test, not sticking a swab up the nose. You get the result in five minutes, or excuse me, in 15 minutes, and the cost of the test is $5 per. Now, the accuracy rate is said to be 85 to 92%. That's a good direction. 